Herd mentalists, hear me. I wanted to kick the show off with a little bit of herd keeping. The Herd Mentality podcast is great fun to produce and is very rewarding for me personally. Alas, the server hosting is approaching capacity and my costs are about to go up significantly as more people tune in. Currently I have 39 people who contribute between $2 and $10 a month which just covers the cost of providing the service to the community and doesn't factor in the dozens and dozens of hours I spend producing the show each week. So I'd like to phone in a friend from a far superior podcast to thank my supporters on my behalf. No illusions from the scathing atheist, over to you. Thank you, Adam. In recognition of their generosity, compassion, and fiendishly good looks, I'm here to heap praise upon Andrew, Pauline, Jennifer, Paul Lee, Christopher, Sherry, David, Jessica, Jillian, other Christopher, Kathleen, Joel, Keith, Simon, Hamish, Carl, Michael, Eve, Robert, Katrina, Kevin, James, Isabel, Patrick, Donovan, other Hamish, Gene, other Andrew, other Robert, Josh, other Jennifer, Harley, Duncan, Louise, Alan, Bernadette, other Donovan, Kenneth, and Warwick. These people have sacrificed a few dollars a month in order to contribute to the success of the 1,744th most popular podcast in Bolivia. Their courage in the face of adversity in an un stable global economic climate can only be described as Obamian in nature. Adam, back to you. Oh, and does this earn me an invite on the herd mentality? And the answer, Noah, is... I'll let you know. If I can reach my goal of 200 tithers to the show, I'll be in a position where I can actually afford to keep doing this, helping people share their stories, putting voices to tweets, and most importantly, donate 10% of the proceeds to Kiva.org to help people in developing countries get on their feet. Whenever I take on a project... I analyse it critically. Is it achievable and is it sustainable? The former I've proven with over a quarter of a million downloads to date. Now I simply need to make it sustainable. I have on my desk here a pile of over 60 people ready to come on the show, each one of them with something important to contribute. As an idea, I have half a dozen assault survivors, ex-Mormons, ex-Muslims, five authors and so on and so forth, and they all have something really interesting to say. Please help the cause by heading to HerdMentalityPodcast.com and click the support tab. It's really quick and it happens via PayPal. I'm not asking for much, just a couple of dollars a month, the equivalent of half a coffee, to provide you with a third-rate show. If enough people contribute a little bit of money, we can ensure the show will be around for future generations to delete. My genuine thanks to you all for listening, sharing, reviewing and being a part of the Herd. Now, let's have a chat with Ray Comfort. Great comfort. Thanks for coming on The Herd Mentality. It's okay. Now, you wanted to come on and clarify a few points, so let's start with our credentials. You are... An expert on evolution. An expert? I've never said I'm an expert. But you just said you were. But I've never really found an expert. Ah, well, I interview them all the time. I wasn't a whisper of scientific evidence. So you listened to the episodes. Can I ask what you thought of Chimatai? A tool... Godfrey World. Sinful lifestyle. Dr. Dave Hawkes. Bittersweet. What about Atheist Mel? This is a really funny joke. I'm considering inviting Blessed Teen on the show. Raging Hormone... Yeah, that's the guy. Fornication's okay. Matt Dillahunty? I don't want anything to do with him. Didn't you go on his show, though? I don't believe in your God. Well, I respect the guy, but I wouldn't put him on a pedestal like that. He's a figment of imagination. I can assure you he's real. And that's why so many atheists are so irate. Probably not the main reason, but you're not even making much sense here. That's what atheism does. So you've changed your position. God doesn't exist. What are you going to do? You've got to toss out the whole Bible. Seems a bit extreme, Ray. I accept Darwinian evolution. Have you considered joining a secular group? There's no room for wimps. Pretty sure they'll accept anyone. Okay, let's talk about you. Recently your Twitter handle was borrowed by someone else. We're aware of that. It wasn't long ago. What are you doing to get it back? Absolutely nothing. Your thoughts on the new account? It's intellectual suicide. Why do you say that? The new account is promoting financial donations over prayer. Well, I think they go hand in hand. But aren't you an atheist now? I've never said I'm an expert. I've... You don't have to be. So why is it a bad thing, though? Because of the implication that comes with it. Hmm... 
One final question. Rumour has it that you're working on an 8 horsepower solid gold butt plug. Yeah. Prototype working yet? Yeah, it's up and running. Your first impressions? Salvation. Ray Comfort, thanks for coming on the show. Well, that's a good question. Welcome to The Herd Mentality, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic and humanistic conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with a dodgy internet connection, and God willing, get an interesting conversation for you to listen to. I'm your host, Questionable Adam, at Adam Reeks on Twitter, and it's time to meet our guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Herd Mentality, and this is a completely international edition. I've got people from all over the globe, and not a single one was pre-planned. It was just a case of putting the tweet out and saying, right, first in best dressed, come on the show, let's talk nonsense. So these are people who I've never interacted with. They're brand new. They're like bought ones. So we have at Mark underscore McAndrew. Hi, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Extra good. Thanks for caring. Where are you from? I'm from Manchester, UK. Ah, now... in the middle of the yeah, previous guest of ours is uh, Godless Spellchecker. He's from your way too. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I think all of Twitter follows him on Twitter. And we have at Col Atheist. How you doing? Hi, hey, Adam. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And whereabouts are you from? I'm from Medellin, Colombia. Tell me a bit about that. It's one of the industrial centers of Colombia. It's uh, it's a very good city. Although it has its problems, violence, drugs. Yeah, and religion? Uh, very Catholic. At Curious underscore Chimp. How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Very well, thanks. Welcome to the show. Whereabouts are you from? Originally, uh, I've lived in Utah, California, and Oregon. But now I hail from San Fran, Seattle, and Wellington, New Zealand. So just across the ditch from you. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're all over the place, like a suicide bomber sand shoe. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so, look, we've got nothing really in common apart from the fact that I suspect we're all atheists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So how's religion impacted your lives? We'll kick off with Mark in the UK. Well, uh, I was brought up as an atheist, although mum and dad were from Catholic family. Families, not the same one. This isn't uh, Kentucky. Um, <laughs> Encouraging. When I was about 17, I had the sort of... Uh, conversion experience and became a little happy clappy evangelical for a few years which was kind of strange and i sort of grew out of it basically because i sort of read the bible and if you actually read the bible sort of from cover to cover it's pretty horrible Mm, it'll Um, do it to you lots of genocide lots of lots of rape lots of god telling people to dash babies heads against walls and stuff like this and i kind of fell away from from the church and i'd like to say you know saw the dark again and it was great but um, I kind of sympathise with uh, with religious people because for a while I was, and I sort of understand what they feel and, and why they believe it. And it's all to do with you get the sort of feeling. They call it being zapped by the Holy Spirit, and you sort of feel this closeness to the universe or to God or whatever. Praying and the chanting winds you up, um, you know, as everybody knows. Now, I hate it. I hate it all. Hmm. It's just the most wrong thing on the face of planet Earth, and it just makes me think, you know, if the aliens are watching us, they'll be looking at all that and going, nah, when, you know, we're not talking to these guys <laughs> until they stop being religious. It's ridiculous. Well, let's just touch upon one of the things you mentioned there, that you were a, a believer at some point. You've been on Twitter for a while now, and what's your opinion on the exchanges between atheists and theists? Well, generally speaking, it's, uh, you know, when you're watching one of these, like, um, Simon Cowell type shows. I don't know if you get them over there, X Factor or 
uh, we have Britain's got talent over here, America's got talent, stuff yeah, like that. I, I call it Australia's uh, got back, please. Bit, yeah, well, there was a bit of a backlash, and rightly so, that in the early stages, they'd sort of show some of the people that were not all there, basically. And it was kind of like sort of laughing at the simple people. And I didn't like that at all. And sometimes it can get a bit like that. Um, but other times, there are some out there that are just the most glorious, scorching hypocrites. And I rip into them, mm. you know, mercilessly, because they utterly deserve it. And do you know what? It makes me think that even back in the, my days as a happy, clappy evangelical, I would have ripped into them, because they are that wrong, even by their own standards. So, two sides to it, I reckon. I think sometimes, you know, it can be a bit harsh. There's no point in trying to make them think that all atheists are sort of sweary, nasty, cruel, attacking all the time. But equally, some of them do deserve it. Big time. <laughs> well, look, it has to be a case-by-case thing, doesn't it? Not every strategy is going to work for everyone else. I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion that in the same way you can apply a blanket to, say, Catholicism, and all the Catholics want everyone else to believe in their God, and all the Mm. Islamists want everyone to believe in Allah, atheists share that trait. They want to deconvert people. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes I think, you know, the wrong way... They they say that it's a psychological tactic that especially evangelicals use is something called love bombing, where it doesn't matter how much of a scumbag you are, go into your local evangelical church and they'll be all over you. They're your absolute best friends that, you know, they haven't seen you in years. Um, and they'll invite you for tea and you'll suddenly have an instant social circle. I think, you know, we don't need to go that far, but certainly if you want to catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, don't you? Yeah, exactly. At Curious Chimp, what's happening in your sphere? What's what's the interest in getting into the Twitter thing and the debating theists? I don't so much get into the debates of theists. It's it's difficult to put together a cogent argument in less than 140 characters. <laughs> um, I do like to get in and see what exactly they're um, spouting and see if I can occasionally talk to a reasonable one. But I have no dreams of that I'm ever going to convert them or make them even think even. Col Atheist, you have some issues in Colombia at the moment. What's the, what are the big ones? Well, especially at separation of church and state is, is a, a real nightmare for us non-believers and minorities. Uh, Jews, Muslims, we have it, uh, a minority of, of those religions as well, and they don't take them into account when making laws, making decisions, or even putting symbols. In every court of law, you will see a a crucifix in the wall that's that's horrible Do they keep that there to remind people of what happens to witches <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe or maybe they'll just disagree with me and we'll do this to you so the separation of church and state's a big issue as well i mean globally there's a lot of people who support gay marriage and the major obstacle at the moment is religion. It's a Catholic church in this country, yes. They tried to pass it uh, a few months ago, maybe three or four months ago. It didn't pass the Congress. In, uh, in the voting, it was crushed. I was very sorry for that. It was, a, it was going to be a great progress for this country and, and they, they missed the chance to make that progress. It's very it's, it's sad. Mm, I feel your pain in Australia in the same way. We recently had a vote. The parliament went to vote and it was narrowly lost. So uh, there, there was one person by the name of Reverend Fred Nile. And you can follow him on Twitter at Fred Nile, all one word, uh, Nile as in the river. He was bragging about it. He said, look, this is a victory for marriage. And he is oh, 80 odd and he's married to a, a 
I think a 56-year-old, he recently got married. She's previously been married, so he's married a divorced woman. According to the Bible, marrying a divorced woman is adultery. It says it many times in the New Testament and in the Old Testament as well. Mm. What sort of progress is being made in Colombia? Well, at this time, they're trying to pass an adoption law on gay, on gay marriages. It's not exactly an allowing every couple. It's, it's in a specific case on two women that are trying to get a daughter of one of them adopted in the couple. So if, if it passes, the jurisprudence will allow other marriages to adopt as well. The, the church is making a whole scandal out of it, but I think this might be different because it's, it's a constitutional matter, not a, not a religious or a political matter. Mm. I hope it resolves in favor of the, of the two women mm. who are trying to get the past. I think we all do. We, I'm a big supporter mm. of gay marriage. All that matters is having two people who love each other and they love their children, so it's pretty straightforward. It doesn't even have to be two, does it? I mean, you know, single parents as well. Yeah, can, it have, can a kid have too much love from how many parents? I mean, is that possible? Exactly. It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I would say, you know, um, call atheist, be optimistic, my friend, because I think, generally speaking, the world gets better day by day and uh, society progresses and gay marriage has been legalized here now under a conservative government which is our version of well it's sort of our version of american democrats we don't have the equivalent of republicans they're locked uh, up uh, okay I'll, I'll go along with that <laughs> <laughs> sorry so even even the sort of the most right-wing party that's ever going to get into power has still got some you know, sort of social conscience if you like now um things have progressed quite a lot good. there's still little anachronisms like we still have bishops in the house of lords which is this unelected second chamber that supposedly has no power, but basically it does have some, and these bishops have a sort of permanent right to be there, which is kind of ridiculous because we're not a Christian country, we're an atheist country. There's probably more Muslims than there are Christians in the UK. Uh, what's going on in the US? Have there been any victories against nonsense of late? Um, it's, it's hit and miss, really. As Mark was saying a minute ago, the party of opposition here... Uh, the Republicans, uh, Nazis, they are, uh, they, they've gone a bit unhinged. <laughs> um, a bit. The, the, a bit. Um, well, they, they hold enough power to shut the country down, don't they? Kind yeah. of. So in, in the parliamentary system, when you can't pass a budget, you've got an election, uh, but not here. <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite a bit different. And it made me kind of long for you know, the, the parliamentary system. They've elected a group of, of nihilists. We'll see what happens next year. There's a, what in the parliamentary system would be a by-election um, that will uh, elect the House of Representatives and a few senators, but uh, we'll see what happens. Their, their polls are uh, the absolute lowest ever measured, so we'll see. But it's a, it's a long year away, and Americans have short memories. On the plus side, gay marriage... Uh, was just uh, enacted by the legislature in Hawaii. Yes, I read about that. That's good news. Yeah, very. Congratulations. And a ballot measure uh, is uh, up next year in Oregon and New Mexico. And the chances actually look better than average that it's going to pass. But both of these states, uh, I know for certain Oregon, New Mexico, I'm pretty sure, uh, both had, within the last 10 years, passed uh, ballot measures banning them. 
actually writing it into their state constitutions. Oh, that's nice. So they're actually going to overturn it. So, you know, uh, it's hit and miss. So, guys, what's your feeling anecdotally? Do you feel like as secularists and humanists, we're actually getting somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've only got to go back 10, 20 years in any country and you see things were immensely different. Go back sort of 100 years in the UK and it was like the Taliban were running the show. Society progresses. The states in America, for example, that are going to not pass gay marriage now, well, their kids will be in power in 10 years' time and they'll pass it because this is what happens. Society doesn't generally go backwards, especially when you've got um, the likes of, you know, if you go to Iran, for example... You'll see that most of uh, half of half of Iranians are under the age of thirty. They're all wearing Western clothes. They're listening to Western music. They can't stand the theocracy. Can't stand it at all. There's there's no real benefit to going over there with tanks and planes and bombs to try and impose democracy. Just sit back, be a democracy, and they look and they see it and they want it. They want to copy it, and that's how it's been around the world. Where people see another society that's doing better, where the people are happier more free, more progressive, it drugs everyone in the right direction. Nobody's looking at Afghanistan now and going, hey, you know, we should be like that. I mean, all right, the Tea Party are. And your guy. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Your guy, absolutely. The Australian Parliament, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. So occasionally it takes a little, occasionally a step back, but generally, yeah, I'm optimistic. I think the uh, forces of reason and rationality, especially thanks to the internet and the spreading of information, yeah, we're going in the right direction. And what are your thoughts, Colin Atheist? Well, it is progressing. I, I share that view too. Uh, in '91, we uh, we were still a confessional state. We there was no separation of church and state. There are still things to to fix, to work out, but but I think it's in a good way. I'm optimistic as well. Uh, Twenty years ago, you couldn't think of an atheist saying, "Hey, I'm an atheist." No, never. Uh, you will have to lay in the closet or maybe you will be crucified crucified or burned in the in the stake as well it is a great change in in uh, in a little period of time 20 22 years and it's it's in the right way so, i'm optimistic as well so do you identify as an atheist in your community yeah i'm not afraid of that i have encountered uh, opposition and, and criticism but it's always the same arguments you know uh, you're you're an atheist, so you can't sin, or you're or you're not truly an atheist because you don't believe in nothing, and ah, the same the same things all over again. Uh, I can't I can't handle that. Uh, that's not something that takes away my sleep. Also, this country is 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 more tolerant than you will expect to hmm. to atheists now. There's still fanatical people, fundamentalist people that will criticize you, will ostracize you, will show you the 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 big the bigotry they they, they hold, the prejudice. But but it's pure than, for example, in the U.S. is is strange. So you're saying you're a more progressive country than the U.S.? No, <laughs> <laughs> just in the tolerance to atheists. Maybe because we don't uh, go and learn le- and feel lawsuits yet, or because we don't we don't speak up uh, like it is in the in the US do. But yeah, they don't have us in such a, a bad picture of us. And curious, chimp, have you got anything to add? Yeah, the in, I would agree that South America has made a lot of progress recently. Um, gay marriage is allowed in Mexico uh, and Argentina, if I recall. I do see it slowly progressing. I, I see setbacks from time to time, but 
with each passing generation, progress is being made. I put up a tweet the other day and said, why don't we have an advisory board of young children who sit in parliament on some level and say, this is the Mm. sort of future we want to have? Because I think young kids are smart enough to understand that solar is better than fossil fuels. Well, certainly for Australia. I mean, it's one of the few countries that could actually power itself just from solar alone, if I recall correctly. Uh, Not only that, if we were to take... A state the size of Victoria, so that's uh, below New South Wales, so that's where Melbourne is, and cover it entirely in solar panels and stick it in the middle of Australia, there'd be enough energy there to power the globe. It's politics that holds things back. And money. Ignorance and money. Money, of course, oil. Yeah. If somebody's making profit off of the status quo, that's always going to be a, a, a force for uh, opposing change. Yeah, I'm optimistic there as well, you know, because the energy companies, they're getting into buying solar, they're getting into renewable, they know, they know what's coming, they know which way the bread's loaded. It's like my industry is, is big computing, grid computing and climate simulations and stuff like that. I was mm. arguing with a um, proper religion on Twitter the other day, and uh, he was saying, you know, I don't believe in climate change because it's all done by a leftist agenda. And I said, look, look, dude, the most amount of money being spent on climate change simulations right now by the insurance industry because they're shit scared of floods and extreme weather events because there's trillions of dollars of real estate on the coast. It's where all the most expensive places are. It's all on the coast. If this stuff gets wiped out by storms or by floods, who do you think pays? Who's exposed to that? And these are the guys that are doing the modelling and they are utterly convinced that global warming is real, it's man-made and it's having a massive effect. And go and argue with them because they've crunched the numbers. And they are not lefties, they're not greenies, they're hard-nosed businessmen, they're concerned about profit. He kind of went away sort of saying, hmm, yeah, kind of interesting. Even the guys that have the money, you know, they're starting to come around to the correct way of thinking. Yeah, the, the most opposing I see to, to climate change or the, the opposition tends to be from those involved in fossil fuel, either, you know, extraction or refining or uh, power generation. Because uh, they, without a, a, any adaptation, they stand to lose. And so that's. And the cheaper. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're looking at this thinking, well, global warming, it's a sign of God. This I is the end times. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. The, the, the money behind the Tea Party is largely funded by just a few uh, people. The largest are. Uh, it's the Cokes. It's the Cokes. They're all cocksuckers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the thing that they do, Coke Industries, uh, is is oil extraction and transport pipelines and that sort of thing. So they're looking out for their short-term business interests. Yeah. Hey, Cole Atheist, what sort of initiatives are being taken in Colombia for renewable energy? The government's trying to implement eolic energy. We have a big... We have all kinds of weather in this country, so they try to... Ha- take advantage of it. Also, hydroelectric energy is, is, is trying to to impose here as well. But fossil fuel is still the, the predominant uh, way of powering all our houses and uh, industries. Uh, there's still a long way to go, a very, very long way to go in that matter. Is it an oil state? Is it going to be an oil country? It is. It is. Uh, Venezuela is bigger in that matter, but Colombia does export a lot of oil as well. Mm. So I bet you get cheap gas. No. It's very it's, it's, it's expensive as it, it costs you uh, an eye of the face to to refuel your car uh, to to fill your your car's tank. It's very expensive. It's 
there were protests a few months ago because of that. They lowered it by half a dollar, uh, half American dollar. Oh, wow. So how much do you pay per liter now? Uh, per liter is about like $4 per liter. Oh, wow. It's a, for, wow. For diesel here, because my, my car's diesel, I'm paying $1.65. Uh-huh. And, and we're, we're about parity for the US. Uh, I know because I lived in the UK for a long time. I was paying about pound eighty at that time for yeah, fuel. It is, it yeah, is more unexplainable. What's your unleaded price in the UK and the US at the moment? Well, in the UK, um, a young friend of mine who went out and bought himself a, just a second-hand banger car, he filled it up with petrol, and the tank of petrol cost more than the car. <laughs> wow. So, there's a little example for you. You can, you can easily, <laughs> a middle-of-the-range, a little um, small family saloon, you'll easily uh, spend 100 120 American dollars to fill it up. 50 pounds. Well over. I mean, I've, I've got a little 10-year-old Seat Leon. The, that tank will hold 80 quid. Astonishing. And over in the U.S.? So, yeah. um, depends on where you're at. San Francisco, where I'm at, has extraordinarily high gas uh, prices. But I think I saw something the other day that it had dipped below $4 a gallon. So there's what uh, just not quite four liters in a gallon. So give you an idea there of... Yeah. Uh, uh, buck, buck and change for a liter. Bargain. That viral video going around about how to heat a room using candles and upturned plant pots. Uh, it's been doing the rounds in the UK because our gas prices are going through the roof as well. And this guy who lives in a boat put this little thing up saying, hey, just get tea light candles. You put them under a, a earthenware plant pot, basically. Uh, and uh, it'll create like a space heater and you can heat your home, well, not your home, but one office room or one room for about eight pence a day. And it has gone absolutely viral, about 2 million views now. And if you go to Amazon UK and bring up tea light candles, first suggestion it says that you want to buy with it is plant pots. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. I suppose on episode 79, when I have you guys on again, we'll be asking about what the price of tea light candles is. <laughs> and the banana slicer. Because if it's Amazon, we've got to buy a banana slicer too, right? Don't we have teeth for that? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of the banana slicer. You need to read the reviews. Um, it's a banana slicer, and what, my favorite one is it improved our love life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's one of those. It's got the funniest reviews event, yeah. Yeah. It, it's literally this piece of plastic with, that slides over the banana and cuts it into chunks, and the, uh, the reviews are the absolute best. So, yeah, tea lights and the banana slicer. Okay, and if anyone's curious for um, some other amusing reviews, I strongly suggest you look up the Veet hair removal cream on Amazon as well. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Are, are there any charities that you work for? Or is there any particular cause that you would like to discuss briefly i sometimes raise money for the red cross uh, in my country it's a very big charity uh, i never go to church because they spend enough reforming the churches and and we in in cars to the priest so never <laughs> well look i think the red cross is a far better investment than a new car exactly and mark mcandrew i founded a thing called charity engine which is uh, a pc app if you just go to charityengine.com, download the app, it'll sit in the background of your computer. And when you're not using your computer's processor, it'll be doing a little bit of work for us. And it does some cool stuff like malaria research and stuff like this. But also, it raises money for a bunch of charities, which is why it's called Charity Engine. So we've got like Oxfam, Amnesty, Medicine Sans Frontier, etc. And I chose the charity, so they are all non-religious, <laughs> non-political, international. So every so often we have a prize draw. 
In fact, there's one happening right now, and someone's about to win a thousand dollars just for oh, gosh. having this app ticking away in the background. All right, well, I might have to so, get, go and download that. See, I've been, uh, and this is really going to alienate probably most of the listeners to the show. But I do something called distributed computing, which is what you're talking about, Mark. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, I dedicate my PC time to things like uh, malaria research and mapping global warming and the SETI project. Yep. I think they're yep. I think it's a wonderful a wonderful use of idle processing time. I, I strongly recommend going and getting it. But it it would be the herd thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. It's it, computing for sure. <laughs> and curious chimp, anything you'd like to plug? Even if you don't have the, the money to, to donate to something, uh you need to either donate your time or at least donate blood. The the cause is always uh the need is always great. I agree. Yeah. Rightio, guys. Well, thank you very much for coming on The Herd Mentality. You've been a wonderful crowd. I look forward to engaging with you on the Twitter sphere. Well, thank you. No worries. Thanks for having us, dude. Righto, guys. Thank take care. You. Cheers. Bye. This week's zany bonus material features Franco Soup investigating what may have happened in the Living Waters establishment when Ray Comfort discovered he'd lost his Twitter handle. Hi, Ray. G'day, Raylene. How's it going? Uh, well, to be honest, not... That brilliant. I want you just to dip into the Living Waters boardroom, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, uh, okay. Just one second, Ray. I'm I'm just in the middle of a call. I'm trying to arrange for my anal bleaching later on. Can I can I just be a second, please? Look, I think this is something of great importance. <sighs> All right, Ray. All right, I'm coming. Look, Raylene, I wanted to make this a little bit more private because, uh, unfortunately, your services here at Living Waters, due to your past performance on completely cocking up my Twitter handle, we're going to have to show you the door. What? It's true. What, what, wait a minute, Ray. What have I done? I've always stood by you. What the hell, Ray? I don't want to be an arsehole about it. Well, you are. No. Look, it's simply a performance review and you failed. It was one minute i was having my brazilian wax and i took my eyes off the balls i told you and i was fiddling with the switch and then it was gone i think it's unlikely that somebody would have seized upon this opportunity as quickly as this unless you had some sort of hand in it are you some sort of atheist no ray i'm a mormon a mormon i'm definitely a mormon yet you're here at living waters this is two grounds for dismissal (laughs) this is no laughing matter I'm sorry, Ray. It's just a nervous laughter. I don't know what to do. Ray, look, you, you can't get rid of me. I've got stuff to pay for. It is absolutely ridiculous. The reason I'm absolutely upset about this is that uh, I now have a Twitter handle that is two letters longer than Ray Comfort, and it's taken me this long to get it right. I know, Ray, but, you know, I don't know if you've been watching the Twitter, but the LW, a lot of people think it stands for Long Wang, so it's not a bad thing. But it's not. It's all about the loving waters. I mean, you know, you'd think that something like that wouldn't happen to you, that the Lord would be protecting us 
But he hasn't, Ray, and now you're blaming me. It's insufferable. It's absolutely ludicrous. So I'm going to have to ask you to take your pencil sharpener and your stapler and leave in short order. But Ray, I've got 18 children to feed, another one on the way, which obviously will just walk out because I've got a bucket fanny and I've had so many children. (laughs) You're going to be sentenced to a life of cleaning lint filters. What's funny about a lint filter? (laughs) A lint filter? You can't do this to me, Ray. I'm going to take you to tribunal. For what? For your incompetence? Here at Living Waters, there's only enough room for one incompetent person, and I won't let anyone else take that role from me. Ray, I'm going to tell everyone about the Evolution vs. God video. What? what, You wouldn't dare. There's a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, About your creative editing, Ray. Creative editing? The only person who does that is that ridiculous Adam Reeks. (laughs) Ray, you can't sack me. I've got too much shit on you. Too much shit? (laughs) I've just spent four hours praying for my Twitter handle back and now some other knob jockey's gone and got it. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> All right, if you just agreed to their terms and conditions to be nice to atheists, you would have had your Twitter handle back. I don't agree to those terms at all. Look, if this is the way you're going to handle it, then just go back to Joel Osteen. <laughs> Joel Osteen's team. Right, you know I can't work for Joel. You know, I, I suffer from... <laughs> <laughs> Stop making <laughs> Ray, I can't work for Joe because I suffer from photosensitivity and those fucking teeth shine bright like a diamond. What do you think that Rihanna song is about? Well, clearly it's about Joel Osteen's teeth. Right. Between his shiny, shiny, shiny teeth and your brilliantly luminescent asshole. <laughs> consciousness. The two of you are going to get along like a house on fire. It isn't luminescent because I have to cancel my anal bleaching to come in here and be sacked by you, you buffoon. Okay, Raylene, here's your opportunity to leave living waters peacefully, gracefully and with dignity. Well, Ray, I've just got to make a phone call. What? What? Hey, come back here. Get no, back here. No, leave me alone. Guards, seize her. <laughs> Oi, you, put that down. I'm Richard Dawkins. Hello, Professor Dawkins. This is Raylene, Ray's assistant. I've got the unedited version of Evolution versus God, which proves that creationists fucked you up nice and proper. I have speculated. You got really drunk and I ground you like a good coffee. And now. (laughs) (laughs) I've already taken the liberty of replacing your position 
I'd like to introduce you to Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I decided to go with an expert because he clearly knows what he's doing with the Twitter. Spirituality. <laughs> is... <laughs> Spirituality is in the mind of the beekeeper. Hi, Ray. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds in. This is, this is what myself. happens when you don't have a script and you, <laughs> and you just try. <laughs> you just try off the top. All right, and again.